0: Welcome back to Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington here on Fox Sports 96.9 FM 1340 AM and your streaming platforms like iTunes and Spotify. Coming up on episode 37, we've got plenty of sports talk, positive vibes and music coming your way. Starting off with Ashley Baker, host of About Nothing But Sports, with the last dance premiering on ESPN this week, what better time than now to get into the most influential NBA players to change the game on and off the court. That's right, Ashley is sharing her list of the most influential NBA players. And then with the NFL draft around the corner, we've got former NFL player Cameron Lynch on the show talking about his experiences, his career playing with the Buccaneers and Rams, as well as his thoughts on the NFL draft and the upcoming season. In our Positive Vibes Only segment, we've got Kenny Clutch, also known as the Dancing Dad, who went viral when a video of him and his son Christian, who was battling leukemia at the time, broke the internet. Well, Christian is now a survivor, happily. I'm thankful to be able to say that. And Kenny Clutch is taking his talent around the world, motivating and inspiring people all over the world to live a healthier life mentally and physically each and every day. And then this week from out of Florida, we've got Chell's closing down the show, but also bringing us some fantastic music at halftime and at the end of the show with two of her newer songs. So I hope you guys are ready for another episode of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington as we get into episode 37 right here on Fox Sports 96.9 FM, 1340 AM, and your streaming platforms like iTunes and Spotify. You know the drill. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's edition of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington.
1: It's time to go beyond the headlines Cause I don't put in overtime just so I can headline Okay, now it's Fox Sports, I'm live with Renee Going hard every day, sports rapping every play Different segments for your favorites Coming at you daily, with positive vibes Yeah, we some game changers Basketball, football, soccer With different interviews, you never know who may pop up Listen, only on Beyond the Headlines This is Beyond the Headlines Only on Beyond the Headlines This is Beyond the Headlines This is Beyond the Headlines with Renee
2: Washington.
0: Welcome back to Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. Joining us now from the DMV, we've got Ashley Baker, host and producer of About Nothing But Sports. AMV Sports, Ash, welcome to the show. Hey, girly. Thanks for having me. How are you? I am good. I'm good. Always good to have a a colleague, a friend, a sister on the show. So before we even get into our sports topics, because we've got a a lot to get into, I have to ask, as I've been asking everybody, what is your new normal around COVID-19? Oh oh my gosh. Well, I am an essential employee, uh, essential employee for the most part. Um, I work at Georgetown Hospital um, when I'm not doing my sports stuff. And um, so I'm, you know, basically still going to work every day uh, for the most part. Uh, Outside of that, though, um, I'm dying with no sports. So my new normal is watching. uh boy meets world binging stuff on netflix just listening to music yeah that's that's pretty much what it is (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah the struggle is real it's a struggle struggle is real and i was just having a conversation about um the playoffs what we were you know what the playoffs were gonna be like in the nba what we're i mean we don't know what's gonna happen with the nfl but we do know of course as of now there's no sports so we don't know what's gonna happen with the playoffs and if they're gonna somehow figure out a way to still have the playoffs, it's it's just sad. <laughs> it's just so sad. Uh, I <laughs> am literally like, it's so crazy. You never know what you're missing until it's gone, or hey, you know what you had until it's gone. And that is really what I am feeling with the NBA. Um, there's been a lot going on in my you know life um, as far as like the basketball part. I hadn't really gotten like heavy 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 into the NBA like I usually do um and I was just starting to and then this happened and I'm like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh what is going on I mean like staying up for the west coast games all late night I had started getting back into that routine because I wasn't and you know throughout the beginning part of the year and now I'm like oh it's gone and I miss it and I would die to stay I up know. and watch a Lakers game for for instance played in LA like it's just I know. yes yes no, don't take that too literal don't take that no. too <laughs> <clear>. <laughs> because I know you be hating on LeBron oh god um, go. and the Lakers but look <laughs> that's why I said oh like why are you saying that like you that's like me saying I would love to just I want sports back so badly right now. I'll even watch the Cowboys play. <laughs> oh yeah, I, but I I meant that in the sense of West Coast games. Let me yes, replace that. that. Let me let me just say I would love to see a Warriors yes. game right now to make you feel better. Okay. <laughs> <So> they're, trash. <laughs> they're trash. They were so trash for all this. So yes, that is. No, I get what you're saying. That's the thing. We I know for me, like I tune into the the regular season games, especially around the NBA, but not nearly as heavily as I do come this part of what we would be in right now exactly. April, May, June, you know, because I just feel like the beginning part of the season, especially before the all-star weekend, is just kind of like a, a preseason. Like there's just so many games that, you know, guy, especially I, I'm all for them sitting out games, resting and, and all that. I get that load management, but it, to me, it's just those games, even if the best players on the court, they're still they're still not the same feel as you get in a playoff game or even later in the season as teams are now, gearing up for the playoffs so ugh, I, I agree with you on that yeah it's, it's it's been a struggle we're gonna get through it together stay home y'all stay home please stay, stay home together. yes yes <laughs> please I've been t- every episode every every chance I get I've been telling people please 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 stay home this is not a I'm game serious. out here please heed Renee please <laughs> heed Renee's um call to action stay home please <laughs> <laughs> yeah so look Because there are no sports to talk about, we got to get creative with our topics. So, I want to get in with you, get into the most influential basketball players, guys that or women that have changed the game of basketball in the sense that they changed how the game is played. So, this is more like um, on the court changes. I know I have a conversation with Kelsey, um, and hers is more changing sports as a whole. But for Mm -hmm, you, mm -hmm. I want to like and and change more like. advocacy work and things like that and you know social injustice things. but for you i want to get into players that change basketball as we know it all right so i i it's, go ahead i'm listening are we doing like a like a top mm-hmm. four or five guys okay go ahead we're, y'all we're gonna go top though? we're gonna go top depending on timing because i don't know you know okay. we both talkers let's let's okay. just stay top four for now and if we got room for a fifth we're gonna add in the fifth got it got it all Who's right, your number so one ready. all right yeah. Um, um, is this wait from <laughs> sorry? Is this from go one by one to is this from least to you know best or best to least? <laughs> it, it's no particular order. I'm just not gonna no particular, particular order, order, no particular Fine. order. Fine. Fine, okay. So, um, I would definitely have to say one of them would be uh Kobe Bryant, mama mentality, rest in peace, Kobe. We definitely miss you. Um, Kobe, because of the um the work ethic and I think you and I were kind of having a sidebar outside of this um off air of course um you, you really didn't know well, I didn't know or realize how influential mamba mentality was until Kobe passed that you you really didn't know that the players how they work and their mindset when they're on the court and how they play and how they're you know, have the tendencies to take over a game, and they're just gonna try to get the, you know, get the job done by themselves if necessary. That really is a reflection of Kobe. Like once he passed, these players kind of came out and said, "This is this is my thought process. I'm, I'm thinking just like Kobe thinking. I've always thought the way Kobe thinks when I'm in these situations on the court or in these particular games. So I will go Kobe for one of them, of course. Um, just in regards yes. to, you know, that's how guys, you know, think. That I never knew that they're my. I would have thought it was Jordan more so. And there's a lot of players that just said that it was Kobe. And you know, um, speaking of, go ahead. And that's the thing because that's something that I know. First of all, I was a six. I'm. I'm I am a Sixers fan too. I grew up going to Sixers games. I was Team AI, you know. So right. when in, in the early 2000s, when the Lakers were beating up on the Sixers, um, at that time, I was like, I, I didn't. I didn't like Kobe. I did not. And I. I didn't really, as you mentioned, appreciate all that Kobe really did for the game. But when you really think back, how many people are playing one-on-one and you yell Kobe? Or I know, like, a lot of right. times you're throwing something away in the trash. Like, somebody posted a meme after he passed and was like, nah, I feel like I can't yell Kobe when I throw my trash in the garbage. You know, you yeah. shoot it in the trash and you yell Kobe. Like, the, the smallest things. But yeah. as you touch on with players specifically, he did have an impact on with the Mamba mentality. And that's something that you don't see. It's not as out in the open. People are openly speaking. They're not in an interview saying, you know, we won that game because, you know, I had my Mamba mentality. Exactly. Like (laughs) it's not as, it's not as out in the open and overt as that. It's, it's hidden. It's something that's an intrinsic, a mindset that you live by. And to the work ethic he had carried over and influenced other players to want to be like him that is, yeah. that, that's something else. And unfortunately, I think for a lot of us, it took his passing to really realize that Kobe changed the game in more ways than just winning championships. Exactly. But, number two, mm-hmm. my second one would be Michael Jordan. Got to think. Because of players like Kobe, who literally, I mean, come on. I don't know if you guys saw, I mean, we knew before, but if you saw the the Kobe Bryant Memorial, like I didn't know that Kobe called and uh, talked to MJ so much just in regards mm-hmm. to his game. Um, and so, you know, of course you had so many people trying to emulate Michael's game in, in, in the sport. You know what I mean? So, um, And how he play, and uh, just... Uh, that goat just trying to be the greatest and there are a lot of people that's chasing Michael and, and they ball out to simply try to I want to be as great as Mike was you know what I'm saying so you have those players <laughs> LeBron no shade oh you have, play- <laughs> you have these players oh, on my- are literally you know try to emulate and try to be the way Michael was to kind of be as great as he was and break records and stuff like that. So, I mean, I have to give it to Michael as far as how he shaped the game. That was no and shade I, to you, girl, with LeBron. It's all good. I mean, you, you bet. I know you know better than the couple <coughs> of my <show> and disrespect. <laughs> I'm not even gonna, you know, but no, MJ is someone that, that, like Mike, like there's a whole movie around it. I mean, with Batwell, that was a great Facts. movie, by the Facts. way. Um, <laughs> that was a really good movie. It was, it was great. Um, but no, yeah. all just aside, Michael Jordan, you cannot talk about. Most influential players on the game of basketball, without talking about MJ, you know his historic game he played with the flu, his the slam dunk contest, the his legendary shot that became the logo of the NBA. I mean Michael Jordan literally is the NBA, which is why I know a lot of people in the GOAT conversation get confused when they say Michael Jordan's a GOAT and not LeBron. But it's cool because I put them at neck and neck. They're like one and one and one and a quarter. Um, that yeah. they right there, yeah. but look seriously though, he is—he literally took the game and, and made it something completely different. I think everybody could can, can agree that regardless where you are on the spectrum of the goat conversation, the NBA would not be the NBA without Michael Jordan. And that's who that's else has people in line for sneakers at the crack of dawn, camped out in tents and stuff? To Michael Jordan, like everything he touches and everything he's done, except for the Charlotte Hornets. Um, everything he's done
3: <laughs> has always
0: been just—he takes it to a new level, and that's—he definitely revolutionized the game for that reason. No shade to the Hornets, but they're mm-hmm. not obviously they're not all like anything it. Yeah, exactly. MJ caliber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All yes. right, number three. Ooh, sorry, Charlotte. Yeah. Sorry okay. Um, my number three, and you'll love this, but I have to give it to LeBron James. Um, yeah. literally has been the face of the league for the last. 17 years, um, that he has been, uh, you know, here. He has been the face of the league. Um, as far as on court and what I think he's done to the game is, I would probably say the creation of um, these super teams. Um, I know a lot of people will probably come back, oh, you know, the first super team or what we know today was probably the Celtics, you know. And Kevin it was, no way. Allen's. Ray Allen, uh, uh, Paul Pierce. Go ahead. What were you saying, Renee? Oh, wait a minute. No. Yes, I was saying they were the first. The first super team was definitely the Celtics in 08, without a doubt. Right, right. They were the first team. So um, I thought my phone had disconnected. Um, But no, so, but still, like, okay, let's just, let's set aside the Celtics. Let's set aside that big three. I'm talking about as far as how to beat this man. That's what I mean. Like, how great he is on the court.
1: Mm. These
0: teams are needing to be, they have to form into these dominant type of teams in order to stop one guy. Like, mm-hmm. Kanye West, no one man should have all that power. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> LeBron didn't create, LeBron didn't go to Miami and Bosch and Wade. They didn't have this big three to, you know, defeat himself. No, like, they literally, like, Golden State made that move. Because of LeBron James, I don't care what. I mean, fine. I'm talking about the Kevin Durant move. Like they pursued Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant made that move, and that was to try to ward off LeBron James. Come on. So I'm just talking about in that sense of these teams feeling like they got to combine all these superstars.
3: You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? In order to beat
0: him, in order to beat him. That's what I would say. His influence. That's that's influential. That's huge. I didn't. I did not even think about that because. That yeah. is something. If you look at the league now, everyone has at least you have to have at least two All Stars and a third and a third strong supporting cast, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And that that all starts around LeBron to changing the game because it's not enough to have just one guy. Or exactly. else you're not going to. You're not even going to be a playoff team. Exactly. So that is. I mean, you look at his influence. He really is the the famous of the of the league <laughs> in a sense from Avengers. Um, Because he literally made people have to unite and come together, and bring it like you look at the Rockets, you look at the yeah. Clippers, the Warriors, like all these yep. teams formed and it all started with LeBron. Yeah. And honestly, now coronavirus, I don't know if this is going to help because he now gets even more time to rest. I don't know. He could become the first player to play in the league with his son. That I mean, it's it's very, very possible. I know he the way he works out, he's superhuman. His workout regimen is insane. He's, I mean, he look, he's fitter now than if you like, if you look at his body and the, and the way that it's developed, he's just as fit now, if not more fit, than he was definitely in his early years in the league. So he is is priming himself to be around for X amount at of least right? at least twenty, At least twenty, At least twenty. And he's a freshman, so it's it's yep. he plays a year in the in college and then comes to the league. Hey, so I think he's he's still not even done changing the game, but of course yep. I gotta agree with you on that one, you can't, <laughs> it's like MJ though, you can't have this conversation and not say LeBron or else you're just a true, not you specifically, but anybody is a true hater if you don't give him the props yeah. for how he's changed the game. You definitely I, do. Before. You definitely did. So number four, and people are going to, you know, you might get some feedback on this one, but I'm going Steph Curry. I'm going Steph Curry. Um, A lot of people are saying either, you know, Allen Iverson, and um, I, I, as far as the game, the culture of the game is what Allen Averson changed, I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as how the game is played, you you just, Steph, seriously, like you, they are literally, you are required as a center, required, required. As a center, we're not talking about the, um, and and these big guys, not just centers, but the other big players, the power forwards, you're, they're required to be able to shoot threes. They're required to be able to efficiently spread the floor. That's a, that's Mm -hmm. almost a requirement now. That's not something we were, this is, that's not something we were requiring from Shaq when Shaq was playing. We weren't, it wasn't something where we needed Shaq to pull up and hit a three now. We expect Zion to be able to pull up and shoot a three. We expect Andre Drummond to be able to pull up and shoot a three. You These centers, because of Steph Curry, because... He just has such firepower. We're expecting these big guys to be able to spread the floor because you never know what Steph can shoot from. And these other teams, I mean, literally, he is making teams go small. He has made teams be these high three-point percentage-type teams. Look at the Houston Rockets. They have literally, I mean, come on, Dan Tony literally, okay, if Steph can do it and the Warriors can do it, then we're going to make sure that we do it. You know what I'm saying? And he has just... As far as how the game is played, I don't care. Top fours is specifically at, you know, within the last, let's say, 20, 25 years. You got to give it to Steph Curry because he It's just, I have never seen it just, I mean, the amount of threes these teams are taking, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because it's the end thing to do because Steph started that because the Splash Brothers started that led by Steph. It's no it's no question it's not even close you have to give it to Steph you know without a doubt he changed the game because it is now much more of a shooting game and yeah. and that is what you talk about so like look yes when you look at, yes, you look at yeah. the positions the typical 4 and 5 no longer are just the yeah. 4 and 5 you need to be able to play all positions you need to yeah. be able to have a lineup that is that has the ability to cover all positions on defense, to shoot, to stretch the court. You know, he is someone that when you look at what the splash brothers did, they made the ba- the game of basketball fun in a sense that it was almost like, like, a, like they were, they had the ball on the string, like his handle, so his shooting, game. he was yeah. shooting from the tunnel shoot. Like yeah. just, he just changed the game in sense of shooting and the range that players now have where they are in, in a game. It used to just be, you would do it doing warmups, in practice or fun. In games or crossover over midcourt and literally just shooting. You yep. know, like... But I was going to say that. and You literally got to start d up on mm-hmm. Steph at the half court because he will pull up. He yes. will pull up and make it. And you sitting there looking stupid because you didn't let him cook <laughs> you in your face. You know what I'm saying? Literally, he has literally changed the way that, that basketball has been played. If and you I can't give him credit on that. I'm just not sure what you've been watching. I'm going to take it <laughs> a step further, too, because him... And I was talking about this before in a conversation. His, him and what his family have done have also changed the game. If you look at press conferences, who was, who was the first one that got it started where you and your child sit in a press conference and it's just, like, it's okay True. for your yeah. child to interrupt? Him and Riley. Yeah. Oh, like, I loved him and Riley. Oh Yes! And now you see a lot more, a lot of other athletes that have their kids in press conferences. And and people had their kids in press conferences before. Don't get me wrong. But, like, when your kid is being a kid in those press conferences, he, like, normalized that. Now it's cute. Now we, we like, look for those moments where the kid is interrupting or doing something adorable or making a face. So, like, he and, and his whole family, is a, the impact the Currys have, it, it just, it's definitely changed the game. All right, la- real quick. Your honorable mention. We got to go five because it's basketball we're talking about. So who's your your fifth your fifth person? Oh, on the on the court, who has changed? Um, oof. Oh man. I, 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 uh. I shocked you. <laughs> that shock me because, you know, like I said, I, I can't throw AI in there because I, I don't really feel like there's a lot of people that try to emulate AI's game. Like, that stuff's stemming from Mike and Kobe still. You know what I'm saying? And not um, anymore. kind of changed the was... culture. Right. Yeah, right. when he was playing, because I know I grew up wearing his sneakers, wearing the headband, wearing the little wristband, finger band, all that, all the bands, um, trying to be like AI, rocking number three. I still do rock number three to this day and anything. Um, But he, yeah, I don't think his legacy... And his impact has continued to today. Huh. I not yeah, I don't, yeah, you did stop me. Um, if that's, oof. You, it will you be your honorable mention. That's Well, like a, maybe honorable mention. I would yeah. probably say, um, probably Magic Johnson. Mm, I go, okay. I go, I go Magic Johnson. Um, you know, he kind of, he kind of, he kind of brought the NBA back around. Like, mm-hmm. you know, from what I've read and, you know, I was a little younger, I'm not going to reveal my age, I was a little younger then, Um, but from what I had read, you know, the NBA was kind of like in this this weird funk just a little bit and then Magic came along and kind of, you know what I'm saying, ramp things up. Maybe that's still a little bit of the culture thing a little bit, you know, but he's definitely one of the best point guards all the time. You got people chasing him and emulating his game, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, to an extent. So, um, you know, I, I'd probably go Magic. That's a good one. I was, you know what? And first of all, Magic Johnson has always had that million dollar smile that like makes you yeah. makes you you have to smile, um, <laughs> you know. But also, he was someone. He was he's six eight six nine. He's a point guard, great size, great mobility. So he also I would say even changed the game in that sense because he wasn't your traditional like you look at point guards fr- from the past. Not as much today, of course, but more in the past. The AIs and Bugsies and those types of players that were like. Six feet, barely six feet, like the small point guard. He wasn't that. And, of course, him and everything around HIV and his business yeah. side of things, he's that he has actually impacted the game in a lot more ways and um, beyond just his talents, too, to really change the game in basketball. Of course, even becoming a part of the Lakers front office, unfortunately, how that, we all saw how that ended, but right, right. yeah, I would say that's a good honorable mention, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah. everybody wants to be like Magic, too. He's, yeah. he's one of the original MJs, so. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, yeah. Ash, where can our listeners follow you to keep up with your sports coverage? Oh, yay! So um, <laughs> I am the like when I mentioned the host and producer of my podcast about nothing but sports, you can follow that um, on Twitter, sports A and B as an Ashley Nicole Baker and then P at the end, A and B P. You can find my show on Apple spot, um, Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, And then you can follow my personal Twitter, Ashley Baker underscore 21 um, Rough and raw, y'all. That's how I. That's how I am with with sports talk. Rough so, and raw. Yeah, for <laughs> <it's> a ride. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then you say it all with a nice laugh after. That. But nah, yeah. that's that's the thing. I mean, hey, talking sports don't always have to be. You know, there's many ways to talk sports, and you do a good job of getting into it and uh, yeah, bringing different perspectives. It. So, I appreciate you taking time to join me on the show. It's been a pleasure having you here, sharing your most impactful players in the NBA. And uh, thank you for joining us on Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. Ashley, appreciate you. Thank you for having me, Renee, and we'll talk soon. Hey everyone, Renee here, just reminding you that as you're going through the show, any questions, feedback, comments you have, you can share it with me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, but you can also join me for an IG Live each and every Wednesday, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So Wednesday, April 22nd, we will be talking about the show. Some of the guests from episode 37 will be joining us, and you'll have the chance to share your feedback, comments, thoughts, live with us on IG. So it's on my personal page, at Renee P. Washington on Instagram, And I hope to see you there, starting at what time? You know the time. 8 p.m. Eastern Time on my Instagram at Renee P. Washington. Enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Renee Washington here. And thank you so much for being tuned in to Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. Right here on Fox Sports 96.9 FM, 1340 AM itunes google play and spotify hit that subscribe button and be sure to follow the show every wednesday for a new episode starting at 12 p.m eastern time back to the show joining us now on beyond the headlines with renee washington we've got cam lynch founder of heartwork media and an nfl veteran cam welcome to the show
4: Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you.
0: I am excited to get into your career, the NFL draft, the NFL as a whole. But before we even get into all of that, I have to ask, as I've been asking everybody that's been on the show the last couple of weeks, what is your new normal around COVID-19?
4: My new normal is now running an uh, isolated run for about three to five miles. Uh, my partner, my girlfriend, she played soccer at Georgia State and she loves to run so I'm like okay I'll run with you I live in Tampa by the water by Bayshore and Mm -hmm. so we run Bayshore and that is my new norm now I didn't do it um, playing sports since I was seven like that and I'm doing it now so it's my new norm a new lifestyle change in addition for me
0: oh yeah that that's first of all shout out to the fact that your girlfriend played soccer as a former soccer player myself um but also yeah it I love the fact that you said it's something you didn't do before when you were playing, you know, before, but that's what COVID-19 has done. It's allowed us to and forced us to do things that we normally would put off and say, we don't have time to do because now we've got much more time. But I am curious. I do want to get into your NFL career as we get closer to draft, draft day and you were undrafted into the NFL. So can you take us through your career as someone that has had the opportunity to play football at the highest level, to be undrafted in 2015, um, and, and have the chance to sign with the St. Louis Rams? You know, talk to us about that experience for you as a whole, so to shed some light on it.
4: Yeah, so just going undrafted, one is kind of like walking on to a team, a professional team um and or a college team sorry it's like walking onto a college team and it relates um to the professional arena as well because you're not given any chances right like in college you have to earn your scholarship in the nfl being undrafted it's the same way Mm -hmm. no matter where you go you will be a bubble person until you get that franchise tag or you get to your third contract but it's something that sticks with you and it's pretty cool because you're in a uh, in a circle of your own within the NFL, which is the NFL. I mean, it's one out of you know however many, right? And if mm-hmm. you're undrafted, you're in an even smaller circle. So it's really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I think that's something that you know a lot of people don't really understand or or really appreciate all the pieces that go into you know, league. you know, of course, we only see things from, I always say from the outside looking in on social media on TV. But you know, you're when you're a part of it, there's all different levels. Not everybody gets right into the league and has this, you know, perfect career, this, you know, stress free, easy career. And that's something I know I dealt with in soccer when I made that transition. It's not as easy as it looks. And you can you can probably definitely attest to that having gone into the league undrafted. So now the way you have to prove yourself probably felt a little different than maybe someone else, you know? So as you're progressing, you played with the Rams, you were with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, with the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, um, you know, moving from team to team, moving, navigating through that journey of, of just uncertainty and just trying to always prove yourself. Can you touch on that as well a little bit?
4: Yeah, it's kind of like life. It's kind of like now, hmm. right? Like yes. COVID-19 is a struggle right now we're seeing a lot of people struggle and there's good struggle and there's bad struggle, right? Like if you're running, for an example, if you're running, you are struggling when you're running because your body's hurting. If you didn't drink water, you you hot. I mean, there's a lot of things going on right in that struggle right now in COVID-19. And um, it's, it's a struggle, right? In a similar way. If the foundation isn't there, you're going to struggle, right? As if you didn't drink water or didn't eat before you went to go run. Being undrafted is a struggle, right? And I think, like I've, I live the struggle, right? Like I am comfortable being uncomfortable a lot of times in my life. So um, that's what that was like. And that's what uh, life is like. So that's kind of how I just approach things and, and move.
0: Yes. Yeah. I, I love that you compared that to life because that is spot on. That's literally how, you know, what you, what you do. And then what I, what we always see in sports is it, how much it really does prepare you for life, but you don't really realize it until after you're done playing you know I'm sure you now have a greater appreciation for all that you dealt with you know all the adversity all the success the ups and downs that you dealt with before now as as you step away after after you've stepped away I should say so yeah
4: yeah being retired I feel like uh, Yoda (laughs)
0: yes yeah (laughs) I could I definitely definitely could, could see that for sure So as we get closer to the draft, this year COVID-19 has completely changed the way we absorb sports, including the way that the draft is being held. With everything being held digitally, we don't, excuse me, we don't have the usual, um, you know, everyone gathering in one city and and all the excitement around that. But what are you looking forward to as you get into the NFL draft with this new format to keep social distancing and to still be able to have the NFL draft? Um, go on as as close to as business as usual as possible.
4: Well, I like it. You know, one reason, one reason why it's because of the XFL because mm-hmm. they did the draft virtually in the NFL. I have I have friends from the NFL that work there, and they said, "Did you see the XFL draft? That's a joke!" Literally, they said that's a joke, and now it's like, "Hmm, the XFL is onto something, right?" and the XFL. Um, I had a chance to do color commentary and playing football in the NFL since I was seven. Really, just working my way up, and then seeing the XFL, seeing teammates from college play, from high school, from middle school play in the XFL, and even guys that I play with in the league there. It was cool to kind of see the way that they move, and I mean, for a startup they deserve all that's coming to them because, I mean, they set a tone for not only the NFL, but just for the sports world in general. They did a great job. And uh, I'm excited to see kind of how the NFL um, takes it and makes it their own and uh, just give these guys in the XFL a chance. I'm excited to see these XFL guys uh, run around this field and see them, see them play, see them get drafted or on a team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. I agree. I think that's crazy. They said a joke. That's wow. That is interesting. I mean, to look to look down on them like that, um, but that is look. Hey, we're all doing everything virtually now. There's <laughs> the jokes on all of us because we're all doing everything virtually. Um, but no, I mean, any teams that you think in particular, we've seen a lot of movements in free agency. Of course, the biggest that a lot of people are talking about, Tom Brady moving and and joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course, we now have Cam Newton and Jameis Winston on the trying to. Not really sure where how that's going to play out, where they're going to land. Um, any teams in particular that you think, after we saw free agency, now more than ever need to crack down on the NFL draft because they didn't do much in free agency or maybe they didn't do the right moves and it's pivotal they, they make the right choices now in the draft?
4: Well, I mean, playing in the NFC South and then also playing for the Rams in the NFC West, I believe it is, um, you know, pay attention, paying attention to those teams, uh, you know, the Buccaneers did a great job um, just, you know, acquiring the best player to ever play the game, right, And mm-hmm. Tom Brady, number one. And then number two, making sure that they get everybody back on the defense. I mean, most people back. They have a lot of defensive linemen back, um, which is going to sure up Tom Brady. I mean, if no, if no team can move the ball and Tom Brady gets the ball in his hands, it will be a tough day for anybody at the Buccaneers play. So um, really looking at other teams uh, other than the Rams and the Buccaneers, I'm not really too concerned about. Um, It's kind of like graduating college, and Syracuse is the only school that I have my eyes on. Same thing in the NFL. So any other team, I mean, best of luck to you. Uh, The the Falcons did a great job of acquiring Todd Gurley. I played with him um, at the Rams, so that was cool to see. But other than that, I mean, the two teams, that I've played for has done, um, done a great job. And uh, we'll see kind of what the Rams do. I mean, they're shuffling a lot of people in and out, but they do have a Johnny Hecker and an Aaron Donald who are hall, walking hall of Famer so that's pretty cool.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I mean, you do – I do always wonder for anyone that played in the league if they, you know, now that you are done playing – if you, are, you still have that loyalty to your team, and of course you do, of course. But it's funny you talk about Tom Brady because Skip Bayless was saying he thinks he loves Tom Brady's chances to win MVP, and he thinks he's going to lead the league in touchdown passes. Now look, I'm an Eagles fan, so I take a lot of things Skip, and I'm a LeBron fan, so I take a lot of things Skip Bayless says with a grain of salt because usually we're on the opposite side of the spectrum with most sports discussions. <laughs> um, but do you think Tom Brady... MVP are you are you feeling that at all or do you see him being a front runner for MVP this season with all the the incredible quarterback play specifically that we've seen with players like Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes just two that come to mind do you think that he is a possibility for MVP next year
4: why not right (laughs) like that's like saying is LeBron a possibility like why not? You know what I mean? I mean yes. They're, they're the best athletes. They're the best athletes to play their sport when you think about it. Like Michael Jordan, like he's scratching his head constantly because he's like, dang, LeBron's playing. You know what I mean? So that's the same thing for Joe Namath and any other quarterback who's thrown the football. Like, dang, Tom Brady's playing it again. Like he gets, he gets the two best receivers in the league and he gets another whack at it again. So when you apply that pressure to other greats then dang right you can believe that they'll be in the MVP race.
0: Uh I hope I mean I'm not a, I'm not a Tom Brady hater. I was a Patriots hater. I just hated the whole the dynasty. I, I don't like dynasties unless it's LeBron James or the Eagles. Um <laughs> so I, I don't know. I mean, I do think something that a lot of people didn't realize at first when we heard he was going to the, with Tampa Bay was just how dangerous this move really is with him having receivers now and players around him to help him only elevate his game. But, I okay, I guess I could see the why not. I just look at the fact that we have such a change in the quarterback position with more athletic, younger quarterbacks that are able to run and throw the ball. So I didn't even, it didn't cross my mind for him to be a, a, a potential MVP candidate. But when you put it in LeBron James' terms and compare, and Michael Jordan, and you bring up Joe Namath, and okay, okay, I can see that a little bit. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. so then he's I have gonna, to ask. you to apply pressure anywhere.
0: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I have to ask then. I know it's only April, and Lord only knows what's going to change between now and the start of the NFL season, and hopefully we even have the season start on time. Um, but – Taking your loyalties off from the teams you played for, who are your teams to watch as we get into the NFL season? Put you on the spot a little bit. Who do you think teams are the, I'm going to say, top three, maybe? Top, top three teams to watch, in your opinion.
4: Top three teams to watch, in my opinion, Before outside the draft of the Buccaneers. Okay. So outside, outside of... My team, so I'm gonna go with the connection with the Buccaneers. So the Cardinals, I'm gonna stay in the NFC. Um, well, the reason why is because of Chandler Jones, right? You have a Colin Murray who's there. Um, you have a Chandler Jones who went to Syracuse, who is on that list of top, you know, top ten defensive players in the decade, players of the decade, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to look at them and kind of see where they go in helping Colin Murray moving forward. Um, that'll be a place where I'll keep my eye on. And then also the Cowboys. So recently my coach for the Rams, John Fossil has went to the Cowboys now, and now they have acquired Gerald McCoy from the Buccaneers. So I'm very interested to kind of see how they move forward um, with that dynasty. And finally, I would love to see where the Patriots go, <laughs> how they rock and roll, right? Cause mm. Tom Brady again is now at the Buccaneers. So I mean, I know they they acquired – it wasn't Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert came to the Buccaneers. Oh, Hoyer. So, Mm -hmm. Brian Hoyer, I believe, is their quarterback, and he was behind Brady for a while. And So, I'm curious to see how smart Brian Hoyer is because they must trust him to run the offense. So, I'm curious to see how Bill Belichick, how great he is.
0: Hmm. Okay, okay. I I respect those answers. Definitely – I didn't even think about the Cardinals, but I – I'm excited to see what Kyler Murray does in this year, you know, after, after how we saw his start to the NFL um, and his transition into the league was seamless. So, yeah, okay, we'll see what happens. But, Cam, where can our listeners follow you on social media to keep up with all of your football coverage and, and all the work that you're doing um, to, to continue to keep up with your stories and things like that?
4: So they can go to my business page, Heartwork Media com and I have a Twitter and Instagram handle for my business page, which is Heartwork underscore Media for Instagram and Heartwork Media One on Twitter. So I will be a broadcasting, doing color commentary once sports start up again. I will be podcasting and creating content. I'm a producer and a creator outside of being an athlete. So um, I'm looking to grow in the business field and the media field. And I uh, thank you again for for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate your questions and kind of stretching my brain, right? Because I didn't think about those teams I'm looking forward to watch. So I really just made those up on the spot. So I kind of <laughs> went went with, you know, my gut and kind of just started from the Buccaneers and branched off. So thank you for challenging my thought process.
0: No problem. And you know what, because I put you on the spot, I'm going a, a, I'm to a just blame it on the fact that you weren't prepared for why you didn't say the Eagles, because I'm an Eagles fan. And you know, I, I don't know why you didn't put them as your team to watch, but it's cool, it's you know, it's all right. I don't, I won't hold that against you.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I play for the Buccaneers, so hey, you could be a fan of a lot of teams, but if it's not the Bucks or the Rams, hey, oh. I can't help you. <laughs>
0: oh wow, it's like that. Okay, okay, I see how it is. Well, you know what, this, this might be the year for at least one of your teams because Tampa Bay definitely is, if nothing else, that the they can only go, they well, they could go down, but the the. The level is – the bar is set a little low. Let's just say that. I was trying to figure out a politically yeah. correct way to say it. The bar is low <laughs> yeah. for what Tom Brady has to be better than. <laughs>
4: yeah, but yeah. Similar it's, it's so so to the Eagles. All good, though.
0: <sighs> the Eagles are going to be, hey, we're winning the NFC East again, and we're going to this time be healthy and ready come playoff time to get past the first round of the playoffs. So, that's <sighs> – oh, yeah. We'll see what happens, though, because football is going to happen. We're speaking it into existence. We're going to start – on time. COVID's going to be good, done, taken care of. Everyone will be healthy and we'll be ready to go. But thank you I'm so Renee, much. Like yes. Thank you so much for joining the show. I know you got to get out of here. So I'll have to have you come back on for some more trash talking, especially as we get closer to the season or in season. And you can see if your predictions and thoughts come true. But it's been a pleasure having you here on Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. I appreciate it.
4: Thank, thank you, Renee.
0: It is halftime. Time to get into some music with our first song of the episode from our artist of the week, Chels, from down in Florida, sharing her song, Show and Tell. It's been a couple episodes now in a row that we've had one or two guests on the show from Florida, so we're keeping it going this week. She's got Show and Tell here at halftime and another song to close the show called Somewhere in Miami. Chels, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself.
2: Yo, this is Chels. Check me out on Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington on Fox Sports 96.9 FM and 1340 AM. Check out my music and follow me everywhere at the real Chels with three Z's. And tap in on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Show me. Tell me. Show, you Why telling me it's show me, show me, tell me, tell me what you want 10? 10? Why you telling me it's nothing? Show me, show me, tell, me, tell, me tell me, how you feel then? No, it's gotta be something, show me, tell me, tell me what you want 10? 10? Why you telling me it's
0: it is time for a quick social media break that's right i want you guys to make sure you are following beyond the headlines with renee washington on facebook twitter instagram and youtube hit that subscribe button be sure to also follow my personal pages at renee p wash on twitter and at renee p washington on facebook and instagram that way you can keep up to date with all the guests and topics each and every Wednesday right here on Fox Sports 96.9 FM 1340 AM iTunes Google Play and Spotify for every new episode of beyond the headlines with Renee Washington I hope you followed like comment leave some feedback it's all welcome and I hope that you are enjoying the show so right now we're going to get back to it with our positive vibes only segment Joining us on Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington from South Jersey, we've got Kenny Clutch, also known as the Dancing Dad and a motivational speaker. Kenny, welcome to the show.
3: Oh, uh, Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you for having me.
0: I just have to say, uh, before we even get started, I have to ask, I, should, I meant to say, um, what is your new normal around COVID-19? I've been asking everyone that joins the show, and I'm curious to know your new normal with the pandemic
3: shutting so many things down um honestly i don't really have a new normal um i've been doing this pretty much the same thing that i've been doing um you know before the pandemic and that's continuing continuing to motivate people motivate my family um and my my life in general whatever is um pretty much the same from there uh, the only difference is my kids are home um, more hours out of the day, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and we're getting them acclimated with their their homeschooling and stuff like that. Um, other than that, um, you know, I, I pretty much do do what I do. I I'm, you know, very very adamant about um giving the world as much positivity as possible. It's a little bit more now than before you know, because of the pandemic and what, we're, what we've been going through. So um, if anything has changed, it's me giving out even more motivation, um, being that I know all about quarantines.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yes. Yeah, you do. And that's that's something that, as you talk about, you know, right now in this time, it's more important now than ever that we take time to, to connect, to try to motivate and, and get each other through this. So I also, I love... You know, the fact that we're even having this conversation, I'm thankful to be having this conversation, be having on the show, because I remember when your video went viral of you dancing yeah. for your son who was diagnosed with leukemia and mm. the, this, the video just, it was, it brought me to tears. So, you know, for anybody that's not aware, I'd love for you to share your story, you know, when, you know, from going back to when your son was first diagnosed and just share a little bit about how you became the dancing dad
3: yeah so um in twenty eighteen um my son Christian at fourteen months old was diagnosed with um a m k l which is leukemia um Christian was born with uh Down syndrome and when he was born with Down syndrome, he had a rare blood disorder so fourteen months after he was born um he was diagnosed with uh with leukemia which that rare blood disorder mutated into um my family and I, we had owned a, uh, a dance studio called the Level Dance Complex. And in that we had, um, you know, that was pretty much our livelihood and what we did for a living. And we actually had to shut that down during that time. Um, and then the, from there we, um, you know, I just started dancing for him every single day in the hospital. I wanted to keep him happy. I wanted to keep him motivated. I wanted to keep his spirits high and make sure that there was no negativity in the room. So, and for me myself, I you know, I, I danced every day of my life since I was, you know, 18, 19 years old and to have six or seven days where my life just completely changed and I wasn't dancing, I had to do something inside mm-hmm. that hospital room if I was going to be there for a long time and um, you know, so for me it was therapeutic for me, therapeutic for him and at the same time we started helping others um get over their their issues in life and and started being an inspiration to other people while we were um you know dancing in in the hospital uh 32 days later his levels had went up hence the name level we uh heard the song by sierra called uh level up and from there uh we had did that song Uh, as our uh, daily song of the day and that video just blew up and got over millions of views um, all over social media. And from there, I became the the dancing dad as I was on the Steve Harvey show, uh, Good Morning America. Every news station in the world, really, uh, from here to Japan, we were on um, everything. So that's how, you know, I, I became the dancing dad and a motivator for all.
0: Yeah. And... Um... I'm aware that's acute myeloid leukemia, correct? AML.
3: Yeah, AAMAMKL. Oh, okay. They're 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 associated with with um, they're associated uh, together. His was a rare case because the AMKL is what um, you know, uh, children with Down syndrome or anyone with Down syndrome may have. Mm -hmm. Uh, So so it's a little rare. Uh, The difference is is that um. If someone that that doesn't have uh, trisomy uh, twenty one, meaning they don't they don't have an extra chromosome, so for those that don't know, uh, trisomy twenty one means that you have an extra chromosome. the 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 twenty first chromosome has three copies of the same chromosome gene. So, um, basically, that extra chromosome gene helped my son uh, defeat cancer. Those that don't have it, and if they have the same exact cancer. They have a thirty to forty percent survival rate versus my son had an eighty to ninety percent survival rate because he has the Uh -uh. gene that's associated with that particular cancer.
0: Gotcha. So the thing so that makes this even more powerful. And what I what I took from you know, seeing you dancing and seeing that that moment being captured and going viral. I remember you being on the Steve Harvey show and Good Morning America and everything too, was just that in a moment where you could not control, I mean, you can't go in and take cancer out. You can't go in and, you know, there there are so many things beyond your control, but it's here you are faced with your baby boy, just a, just a toddler, 14 months old, and now you have to find a way to help by using what you can control. And in that instance, it was dancing. You know? Yeah. And that's that's the that's that's the powerful part about it is that you literally used anything you had, which in this case was dancing, to help bring a smile to his face. You know, he starts dancing. Now you guys are all dancing. Also for you, as you as as I'm sure any parent that ever has had a child that's ill, it is stressful on the parents because you are watching your child suffer. My my brother has a chronic illness uh, Crohn's disease. And of course, it's, I, I'm not even going to try to compare it to what you dealt with with your son having cancer. But, you know, seeing him in the hospital, seeing him, you know, being unable to help was was very challenging and very, very difficult. And it's emotional. And it's it beats you down. It wears down on you. Then you bring finances into it and all the other stresses you have other kids. So to be able to still find a way to smile through all of that, and, yeah. and be positive is powerful. And yeah. now you're doing that for other people as well.
3: Absolutely, Um, you know, sometimes in life we are, everything is, um, we're stripped naked in a sense, not literally, um, but, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, and everything is taken from us, and there comes a point in time when I'm I'm a full firm believer in when everything is taken from you, and there's nothing else for you to do, you don't have any money, you don't have anywhere to go you, God is really just technically trying to get your attention. There's no more distractions around. Um, and he needs you to focus on something specific. And when we were in the hospital, that's what it was for me. I had to focus on something very, very, very specific. Um, what God wanted me to do. My purpose changed. See, I was the guy that I thought I was going to be choreographing for Chris Brown and Beyonce or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And It changed. It changed to, you know, uh, being a different type of choreographer, being a different type of motivator in a sense. To now, um, I was always a quiet guy growing up, very, very introverted. Most, Most motivational speakers are introverts. And now I'm doing, you know, extroverted things in life. And I always say now, like, if you want an extroverted victory, then you have to put in an extroverted effort. And what I had to learn was that, you know, I have my family, my family needs me, everything's changing. But what I can't do is I can't throw a pity party for myself. I can't sit here and and be like, oh my God, why me? You know, why not me? Why can't I overcome this? This was given to me so I can overcome it. And every person in life has that particular challenge. Every person in life faces that one thing that's either going to make you or break you. Either you're going to take the challenge or you're not. So for me with my my, my kids and my wife, I just I'm just not the dude to to just allow um any type of illness or any finance issues, anything. I'm I'm just not that type of guy, or whatever to let things you know, uh, beat me up <clears throat> all the load. like I've had my moments, but I get, I get right back up. I'm not, I'm not out here saying that I'm, I'm perfect or anything like that to any stretch of the imagination, but I've always, always made sure that I don't keep these negative thoughts in me. I make sure that I filter them out and I look at the positive things in life. At the end of the day, I'm breathing air that I can't even see if I blow, I don't even see what came out necessarily. So I have to have that type of faith. And it is, you know, at that time, I had to turn the volume up on my faith and and to know that everything was going to be okay.
0: Oh, yeah. And you know what? That all I love that every everything about what you said. But the biggest part about when you're being naked and when you are stripped from every distraction, how it forces you to have to focus on your faith. You know, whatever whatever spiritually you may believe in, you know, for me, I believe in God. So for yeah. for me, forces me to to focus on God, and that's where we are right now in life with the coronavirus. I nice. you know, as we talk about the new normal and how you know we don't have sports, we don't have school, we we're not a lot of people are working from home. Everything that we know as quote unquote normal has been taken away from us. You know, everything we planned for our Easter weekend and then we planned for Memorial Day weekend and you know whatever your spring schedule was like. Is, is different. And it forces you to now take a step back and focus on what is important in life. And that is what you had to do in that moment in your life, where you were, you know, you could have easily gave up the, you know, threw in the towel and gave up and been, you know, what was me? Why is this happening to me? Why my son? Why, you know, and turned away from, from God and turned away from what was important. But instead, mm-hmm. you, you stood up to the challenge, you know, because as we know, we're not given anything more than what we can handle. That's for sure. So where, where, tell us about where you are now in your journey in terms of, um, we'll get into, well, first, actually, updates on Christian. You know, I, I mm-hmm. know he's cancer free. And what, you know, yeah. he's talked to us about how he is, you know, as, as a toddler, or I guess now he would be what, two years, three years old, mm-hmm. two years old. Yeah. Um,
3: he turned three on Saturday.
0: Oh, there you go. There you go. Happy early yep. birthday to him. Um, but also just talking about now your family having gone through that and where you guys are now that he is cancer free. Congratulations on that, by the way.
3: Yeah. So he is. Well, tomorrow is actually my birthday and tomorrow he will be 17 months officially cancer free. So wow. that's that's a pretty cool birthday. Yeah. Um, so he 17 months cancer free. Um, he has been going last year, he completed his monthly checkups, um, to where he, he used to get checkups like every month, just to get his scans, make sure the scans are clear, make sure the blood was good. Now it's, um, every two months he'll, he'll go, um, and get checked on, uh, just to make sure everything is, uh, free and clear still. Um, and now he is, you know, getting stronger. Um, babies with with Down syndrome normally are born with low muscle tone. Um, they normally take a while before they actually get get to walk on their own. Um, Christian is actually finally starting to to walk on his own, which is a good thing. So um, his that means he's getting stronger, mm-hmm. and you know we're we're able to actually chase him around a little bit now. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty fun. But um, for the most part, you know our family. You know we're doing well. We are finding ways to come out of the financial part of what what we have gone through. most families um actually every one in one in four families lose about forty percent of their income when faced with childhood cancer and they have an eighteen plus month recovery rate um financially to get back to at least uh where they were before um Financially, when they were facing uh, childhood cancer, our family unfortunately lost sixty five percent of our income, which is a major major hit um, and i think i'm gonna be honest man like by the grace of God like we've been able to keep our home we've been able to still pay our bills we've been able to, like even with losing sixty five percent of our income somehow some way we have been able to uh, maintain and not fall super super behind on our um you know the essential things that we need um the one thing that we we are climbing out now is our is our is our rent but you know i i, I believe that there's just been a covering over our home because our house went up for sale a year ago uh this week so a year ago this week our house went up for sale and it's still up for sale but normally houses sell pretty quickly especially in the summertime these mm-hmm. things are gone and for some reason there's just been a Passover on our, on our home people would come they would check the house out we would let them in and you know comply to everything that our landlord wanted us to do and still hasn't sold it so you you can't tell me God ain't real because, you know, it's just like we we we've been, you know, fortunate enough or whatever to still have our home and things have been, you know, been getting better. My wife is now an owner of her own um, uh, crafting business. So she's been doing crafts and uh, she's been able to make money from home, um, which is awesome. And me, I've been still teaching. I've been getting booked to go do uh Motivational speaking for different organizations, schools, churches, businesses, um, giving them our story and supplying w- pl- supplying them with uh, what I call um, positive development strategies. So, and these strategies help you get over um, the uh, different thing de- de- depending on the niche that you're in. I've been able to tweak my, my the strategies <clears throat> so that they can apply to any uh, organization.
0: Hmm. I, I am, I'm happy to hear you guys are doing so many great things. Yes, yeah, selling a house is in itself a challenge. Um, <laughs> but no, it is really great to hear all the, the positive, you know, changes in your life and how you your wife, your your family as a whole, you know, all that is going on. So can you give us a little bit of insight on your positive development strategy, at least how you came about them. Or I'd have been Mm. saying that you've been doing a lot of motivational speaking without giving away your whole you know, usual speech. But I'm definitely curious to know, or at least insight on how you came about them, or if you wanna tease it out a little bit. And then of course we'll have people follow you to get more information. But can you give us a little insight
3: on them? Yeah, so this is a nugget that I give uh, to to pretty much everybody. And you can find this anywhere on, on my pages. Um, so I, I do a little exercise with people. Um, so the main thing people ask me is how do you get over, um, go, how do you get, be more positive, right? So the one thing that I learned was while in the hospital, um, the first thing that we had to do was get rid of the negativity, you know, obviously after we prayed and, and stuff like that, you know, get rid of the negativity, make sure there was no negativity in the room. Um, make sure that the doctors complied with that because at the end of the day, you know, they were, they're working for you. You're the patient. They're there to serve you. So any person that was to come in the room, listen, you got to come in with a positive attitude. Even if you have some sort of bad news from what it may seem as bad news, you have to deliver it in a positive way. That's the rule. No, like no bad vibes or anything like that. It's very, very important. Why? Because we don't want any, any inch of negativity to enter our mind because that one inch can then take over everything right so the exercise that i give people on how to get rid of it is take a piece of paper and on one side of the paper i want you to write down the 10 positives that are going on in your life maybe you don't have 10 maybe you have five i don't know maybe you have two it doesn't matter but write down the positives in your life on the other side i want you to write down all the negatives that are in your life, 10, 22, it doesn't matter. Whatever that is, write that down on the other side of the paper, right? So then I want you to look at all those negatives and I want you to look at all the positives. Out of each positive tangible that you have, how can you attack that negative on the other sheet of the paper? And when you do that, you then cross it off once you've done it. So for example, um, I'm a dancer, right? And I have uh, financial issues. Maybe that's a negative that's going on in my life. So what am I going to do to take out this this financial issue in my life? Well, I'm going to dance because that's my gift. That's what I do. So I'm going to put that over there and I'm going to wipe that out. Or maybe you have relationship issues, okay? Well, what are your tangibles? What do you do best? Maybe I cook. Maybe I'm a a great person at setting up uh, organization and I can, you know, I'm good at taking people out or I'm good at whatever that is how can you take the tangibles that you have to develop a better relationship on this side with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whoever it is, you know, maybe I cook good or whatever. And then I can use that to start anytime there's an argument or something like that. I can use that tangible. That's just an example. Eventually you're going to start taking all these positive tangibles and then you're going to start erasing all the negatives and you're going to start putting positives on one side, positives on the other side. So now you've created this huge wall on both sides of your life with positive activity, right? Now, what's going to happen is that negativity is always going to come back in. So once the negativity comes, tries to come back in, you know exactly what to do because you just did it on the other side of the paper. You just use. So just continue to use the same format. And then you now you're filtering out the negativity. When the negativity comes, you know exactly what it is. You know exactly how to, to accomplish that. You know, and when done correctly, you'll 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 live a a much better life as far as your your stress levels, your your mental level, everything will will be uh, your stress levels will be decreased like tremendously and you'll understand how to attack things when they happen when it's done correctly.
0: Wow. I love that. And it's something that as you mentioned, you you make it what you want, whether it's five things, 25 things. You write down yep. whatever you're thinking about you you, and you just start to take time to break it down. You know, yeah. it's not something that has to be a drastic change or you have to, you know, like it, whenever people talk about losing weight, they go, they talk about all these drastic changes. Or if you talk about wanting to be wealthier or a job changer, like this is something to change your attitude in life to be more positive by just addressing what you have positive, what you perceive to be positive and negative in your life. So it's not something where you have to completely change your life and do something different. Oh, that's, that's incredible. Well, Kenny, where can our listeners follow you to get more of your, your motivation, see more of your story, continue to follow you as you embark on the next chapter of your journey?
3: Yeah. So they can follow me on Instagram at Kenny clutch underscore, or they can also follow my daily podcast, the clutch vision uh, podcast, which is, um, on it's on spotify it's on Google Cast, apple music um anchor the anchor app if you have the anchor app uh anywhere you can listen to a podcast i i have you know um, about 25 episodes that are up right now be uploading more this week so they can catch me there and get more insight and information more positivity into their life
0: i love it i love it well thank you so much for joining our positive vibes only segment here on beyond the headlines with renee washington I have really enjoyed listening to your story. I'm so thankful that we're having this conversation as you're on the the ups of your of your journey, especially with Christian now being cancer free and now your family moving on into that next chapter in your life. So thank you so much for making time to be here on our show. Well,
3: oh, thank you for having me. Appreciate you.
0: You are tuned in to Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to follow the show on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Fox Sports 96.9 FM, 1340 AM, for a new episode every Wednesday starting at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Back to the show. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington here on Fox Sports 96.9 FM. 1340 a.m. and your streaming platforms like iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. I hope you guys have been enjoying this week's edition of the show. We had a lot of different conversations to get into with The Last Dance premiering. What better time to get into the most influential players to come through the NBA with Ashley Baker. Curious to know your thoughts on that list and if there are any names that you feel like we forgot that you would want to add or any names that you just do not agree with. You have the chance to let us know on social media or on my ig live each and every wednesday then with our nfl draft coming up this week we had to get into the draft with former tampa bay buccaneers and rams player cameron lynch joining the show giving us his inside scoop perspective as a former player now watching his teams progress through the offseason in the draft what his his thoughts are predictions are so again if you agree disagree let us know And in our Positive Vibes Only segment this week, we had Kenny Clutch. What an incredible story he has. Thank God he he is on the other side of his story talking about his son, Christian, the leukemia survivor, having beat leukemia. And now Kenny Clutch is also working to motivate and inspire others throughout the world. Started with his viral video of him and Christian, and now he's doing some great things out in the world to change people's mindsets, approach, and just the way they go about their lives each and every day. So now before we get into our final song by Chels, you heard her song, Show and Tell, early in the show. We're now going to get into her song, Somewhere in Miami. Just a quick reminder to follow the show on social media, Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington, on all social media platforms, well, almost all. We're not on TikTok yet. Um, We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a follow. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, so you can catch a new episode of the show every single week. And you can also follow my personal pages at Renee P. Washington on Twitter. Excuse me, at Renee P. Wash on Twitter. That was just to see if you're paying attention. And at Renee P. Washington on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, you know my Instagram handle because you'll be joining us live on Instagram at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Wednesday, April 22nd, as you get the chance to chat with myself, as well as some of the guests from episode 37. See who will be joining the show to get into uh, another conversation beyond the show. So I always am so appreciative of you guys tuning in each and every week. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you have a great rest of your week. We are already nearing the end of April. Isn't that something? Next week's episode will be our final episode of the month. I feel like I'm saying that every week almost because time is flying by during this pandemic and speaking of this pandemic continue to be safe healthy making the most of this time as we're seeing some states stay at home orders are being lifted some countries outside of the united states of course because we are still not back to normal fully but some other countries are back working back to normal so continue to make the most of this time enjoy it but most importantly be safe and healthy All right, so from Florida, we've got Chels. You heard her song earlier, Show and Tell. Now you get to hear her song, Somewhere in Miami, to close down episode 37. Guys, I, as always, have enjoyed this chance to share some stories with you, and I hope that you will be right back next week, starting at Wednesday, 12 p.m. Eastern time. For another edition of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington right here on Fox Sports 96.9 FM, 1340 AM and your streaming platforms like iTunes and Spotify. Chow's with somewhere in Miami. I wish I was in a beach or somewhere in Miami right now or even in Florida. Actually, somewhere tropical in general would be nice, but you get the point. Take it away, close down the show, and guys, have a great day. I'll see you right back here starting next Wednesday for another edition of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington.
2: Got cash right, I don't need no advances Left my past life just to get some answers Somewhere in Miami, think I lost my manners let the fast life, won't get no second chances Got my cash right, I don't need no advances Left my past life just to get some answers Left my past life, you know I had to go Jumped into the fast life like Geronimo Get my cash right, it's all I really know Late night, red eye, catch a flight Cash right I don't need no advances Let my past life just against man